You're listening to Nonprofit Confidential, episode number 21. Welcome back to Nonprofit Confidential. My name is Sheila Nimishikavi, and I am your host and the founder of Third Suite. Third Suite provides courses and coaching for nonprofit leaders. I have made it my life's work to strengthen the nonprofit sector, and I do that by helping nonprofit talent unlock their leadership potential and create real positive change in their communities. So if you've been keeping up with Third Suite, then you know that Nonprofit Scholars, our monthly subscription-based learning program, launches next week. Nonprofit Scholars is a monthly membership program for current and aspiring nonprofit leaders who want to take a deep dive and really expand their knowledge about the nonprofit sector. As a scholar, you'll receive a new webinar in your membership portal each week. These webinars will deconstruct best practices, review case studies, and teach you how to apply the latest research to your work. I like to think of this as Netflix for nonprofits. You can binge watch webinars whenever you have time or watch them as soon as they're released. You'll have access to an online community where you can share thoughts, post questions, and network with your peers. And each month, I'll host a Q&A session that addresses common questions raised in the online community. I'm also throwing in a bunch of bonuses that are only available to nonprofit scholars. Things like in-person networking events, scholarships to national conferences, and free consultations. This membership program is really great for executive directors, directors and management who want to up-level their game. This program is especially fitting for the next generation of nonprofit leaders. So maybe you work for a nonprofit and you want to lead an organization in the future, then this is a perfect fit for you. For a limited time, you can get in on the introductory rate of $29.97 a month. And of course, you can cancel your membership at any time. There's so much evidence that demonstrates the best leaders are learners. In a recent article written by the author Kathleen Janis, she's the author of Social Startup Success, How the Best Nonprofits Launch, Scale Up, and Make a Difference. So through her years of research into nonprofit success strategies, she found that all of the strategies for success are teachable. But the problem is we aren't teaching them. So these are things like effective fundraising, leadership, and how to measure impact. So let's change that right now. Sign up for Nonprofit Scholars and learn how to effectively lead your organization to success. Okay, let's move on to today's episode. So in Nonprofit Scholars, one of the tools that I use to teach you success strategies is reviewing case studies that have been published by major institutions. Since this program launches soon, I thought it would be helpful to go through a case study with you so you'll know what to expect once you're a scholar. The case study that I'm reviewing, which I will link to in the show notes in case you want to read the whole article, it's from the Stanford Social Innovation Review, and it's about the nonprofit City Year. So in case you're not familiar, City Year is a national nonprofit organization. According to their website, they bring together diverse, talented teams of young adults to serve in high-need schools across the country, where they support students, teachers, and schools all day, every day. 
City Year AmeriCorps members build strong near-peer relationships with students and provide academic and social-emotional support while serving as essential resources to the school to boost student learning and achievement. The case study says, In 2014, City Year was outgrowing the methods it used for collecting, managing, and using performance data. As the organization established its strategy for long-term impact, leaders identified a business problem. The current system for data collection and use would need to evolve to address the more complex challenges the organization was undertaking. Staff throughout the organization were citing pain points, one might expect, including onerous manual data collection, long lag times to get much-needed data, and reports on student attendance, grades, and academic and social-emotional assessments. After digging deeper, leaders realized they couldn't fix the organization's challenges with technology or improved methods without first addressing more fundamental issues. They saw City Year lacked a common language for the data collected and used. Staff varied widely in their levels of data literacy, as did the scope of data sharing agreements with the 27 urban school districts where City Year was working at the time. So I'm going to stop reading the case study to make a few points here. First, while City Year is a huge organization with multiple sites across the country, I believe they're at 29 locations right now, the problems that they faced with data collection are pervasive for nonprofits across the, the spectrum of size and scope. So the two pain points mentioned um, are relevant no matter the size of an organization. These are lacking a common language for the data collected and used, and two, data literacy within the organization. When we talk about a common language for data, this can be as broad as clarifying between goals and objectives or outputs versus outcomes versus impact. But establishing a common language can also get more granular. For instance, if you're tracking data such as scores on tests and you're recording the information as satisfactory, good, outstanding, well, how would you define each of those terms? So whenever we talk data, we need to ensure that we all know exactly how the data points are defined and exactly what they represent. This is absolutely the starting point for a conversation on data. Second, city year staff varied widely in their data literacy. This is so common among nonprofit organizations. Whether you're bringing on new staff so they need to be brought up to speed, or you have some positions that don't engage a lot with your nonprofit's data, there can be a huge gap in data literacy. So when taking on a data project, part of this will entail ensuring everyone is at more or less the same level of literacy. And so when I say data project, this could mean building or optimizing a database for your nonprofit, so that could involve technology, it could also mean figuring out how to evaluate your programs and report impact, you know, for things like grant reports or um, writing to funders about impact. So this case study goes on to say, City Year's focus on data wasn't targeted to address the very different kinds of decisions that each staff member, from the front office to the front lines, needed to make. Its strategy served national level needs well, where data were used for broad, aggregated, periodic tracking to inform reports to funders and evaluate overall program effectiveness. 
but reports and dashboards built to respond to top-down view requirements didn't provide the operational insights the majority of users needed. In the field, reporting wasn't optimized to support the work of City Year's 3,000 AmeriCorps members who were providing direct academic and social-emotional supports to students in nearly 300 schools. To drive better outcomes, they needed access to a consistent, high-quality data set on a more frequent basis and in a format that would help them monitor an individual student's progress and make decisions about that student's intervention needs. That real-time, on-the-ground decision-making is fundamental to City Year's ability to improve educational outcomes for students and schools. Okay, so let's take a step back again. One of the big problems here is that City Year's data structure was built to support high-level reporting. So this would be things like grant reporting, the annual report, providing impact data for fundraising, And this type of data could be numbers like, we served X number of students in the last year. The average standardized test score improved by Y percent. This information is so great for demonstrating program effectiveness. The outcomes show that the programs work, right? So let's stop there. Here's the thing. How can we improve outcomes unless we get more granular with the data, unless we can begin to affect the outcomes before they occur? Broad data simply looks backwards and reports on what was achieved. But to have a greater impact, frontline staff need to be able to know what the data says right now and how they can use this data to influence better outcomes at the individual level. For instance, in the case of Cityer, an individual AmeriCorps member needs to know the test scores of the students they work with so that they can intervene. And the aggregate of all the AmeriCorps members doing this is much greater impact for the organization as a whole. I like to think of this as putting the mission first when you're looking at data. The core of the mission is for AmeriCorps members to go into high-need schools and improve the academic outcomes of these students. So that's where the data needs to originate from, and then you can go high-level from there. So I'd like you to think about how that might relate to your nonprofit. Are you simply measuring trends and reporting it to your funders? If so, how can you create a mission-oriented data strategy? Think about the mission of your organization and the activities or programs that you employ. Compare this information with the data you collect and report. If you're only using your data to look backwards on what was achieved, as opposed to using the data to make decisions looking forward, then you likely are not utilizing a mission-oriented data strategy. Like Cityer, your organization may need to reorient itself with regards to its data strategy. So let's review some important shifts that Cityer made and think about how this might apply to your organization. So, according to the case study, City Year shifted from all users are a priority to the priority users are those directly supporting schools and students. City Year worked with districts to establish expanded data requests and data sharing agreements that provide automated access to individual student-level performance data, rather than only aggregated school-level data. So this is such an important shift because oftentimes organizations will place even weight on the data needs of all staff. 
For instance, perhaps donor data and core program data are given equal weight. Well, that can't be the case because without high-impact programs, there would be no donors to support the organization. So data regarding mission-critical activities, it always needs to take precedence. Or aggregate data is given the same weight as individual-level data because the aggregate data is reported to funders. Another shift that Sidier made is, um, quote here, from collecting data primarily to measure impact to analytics should be in the hands of practitioners to strengthen impact. Sidier developed real-time student progress monitoring reports to be used by AmeriCorps members and school-based impact managers to ensure that the right students were supported with the right interventions, end quote. Again, without the ability to intervene and take a forward-focused look at the data, it will be difficult for your nonprofit to ever achieve greater impact. So there's almost a pecking order to data needs, and priority goes to frontline staff who are enacting the mission of your organization every single day. A third shift City Year made was, quote, from the measurement and evaluation group should handle data collection and measurement to staff at all levels of the organization should have access to data, comfort with data, and see data as integral to discovering insights for action. City Year implemented training, broader system access, and enhanced data security and privacy protocols to help ensure that school-based staff could monitor student performance to improve intervention strategies, end quote. So City Year seems to have had a group of staff who were responsible for data collection and measurement, and since it is such a large organization, it makes sense that these activities would be compartmentalized in this way. But even with smaller organizations, there's typically one or a few people who are primarily in charge of data collection and measurement, even if that's not their official title. When these activities, data collection, measurement, and reporting, are segregated to belong to only a handful of staff or even one staff member, that this creates that gap in data literacy, which is harmful to nonprofits on many levels. For starters, if one person is primarily in charge of data in your organization and they leave, what happens to your data collection processes? Second, this means that staff are continually dependent on one or a group of individuals for their reporting needs. If you've ever experienced this, you know how frustrating this can be. For example, perhaps you write grants, but you need to ask someone else for data that you can report in the grant. Well, you may need this information ASAP, but quite frankly, it may not be high on the priority list for the data manager. So now you can't move on with your work until they get you the information you need and you're kind of stuck. So it's really important that all staff are equally literate with the data and have equal access to the information that they need. Last, City Year shifted from, quote, reviewing performance data at the end of a marking period or school year to collecting student grades and assessment scores as soon as they post at the school, weekly in many cases, and mapping them to see trends, end quote. Again, this is just reiterating the importance of developing a forward-focused data strategy as opposed to just reviewing information at the end of the year. 
So two years since embarking on their data project, CityEar was successful in making these shifts to its data strategy. Importantly, as a result of implementing a mission-oriented data strategy, they experienced great outcomes. For instance, the performance of students receiving English language arts interventions was 1.7 times higher than expected. That's amazing, right? So what are the most important takeaways from this case study that you can take back to your organization? First, build a solid data foundation in which everyone is speaking the same language and has the same level of data literacy at your nonprofit. Two, build a data strategy that centers around the decisions your frontline staff need to make, not what the funders want. The aggregate data that funders want will come out of this naturally. Three, build a data strategy that is forward-focused and review the data regularly. Data that looks at what was done does not help your organization achieve greater impact. And four, all staff need equal access to data, but do not receive equal priority. This is such a great case that clearly illustrates how the ways in which we view data in our organizations can really drive the impact that we create. And I know City Year is a huge organization, and not every nonprofit has the capacity to undertake such a huge data project. But I think these, you know, four takeaways that I just summarized can be used no matter how big or small your organization is. So in many ways, it's just shifting your organization's mindset towards data. So as long as you view your data through a mission-oriented lens, you can use that information to drive greater impact and not just report on results. All right, so this case study um, itself, again, is from the Stanford Social Innovation Review, and I'll link to this in the show notes, which can be found at thirdsuite.com forward slash 21. So I hope you enjoyed this little taste of what will be covered in our new online learning tool, Nonprofit Scholars. If you did enjoy it, then I really encourage you to sign up. You can find more information by heading over to thirdsuite.com. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. I'll talk to you next week.